ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 561, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. <clears throat> Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 through 7. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ and hopefully others will join me in prayer. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years of our lives. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you for the privilege to pray and to read your Holy Word. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing. Uh, to read your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel so that others may come to know you as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. 
And Lord, I pray again, help us not to be just hearers of your holy word, but doers, as we have been instructed. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this, your holy word. Lord, a book that in our devotionals over 34 years now as a family, over 42 years for me, a book that we have read many times in our devotions. So, Lord, thank you for bringing us back full circle in this unique uh, way. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. And for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast. This is episode number 581. <clears throat> Charles Haddon Spurgeon chose for our devotional reading today, 1 Samuel 27, 1. And David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. 
There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me. To seek me any more in any coast of Israel, so shall I escape out of his hand. The thought of David's heart, Spurgeon expounds, at this time was a false thought. <coughs> because he certainly had no ground for thinking that God's anointing him by Samuel was intended to be left as an empty, unmeaning act. On no one occasion had the Lord deserted his servant. He had been placed in perilous positions very often, but not one instance had occurred in which divine interposition had not delivered him. The trials to which he had been exposed had been varied. They had not assumed one form only, but many forms. And so it will be for you, servant of God, and I'm adding that, Yet in every case, he who sent the trial had also graciously ordained a way of escape. David could not put his finger upon any entry in his diary and say of it, Here is evidence that the Lord will forsake me for the entire tenor of his past life proved the very reverse. He should have argued from what God had done for him that God would be his defender still. But is it not just in the same way that we doubt God's help is it not mistrust without a cause, yea, a false thought? Have we ever, and I'm adding that part, have we ever had the shadow of a reason to doubt our Father's goodness? That's a rhetorical question and the answer is no. Have not his loving kindnesses been marvelous? Has he once failed to justify our trust? Ah, no. Our God has not left us at any time. We have had dark nights, but the star of love has shone forth amid the blackness, yea, the darkness. We have been in stern conflicts, but over our head, May I say, like my dad, Bishop Daniel White Jr., who was in heaven, who became somewhat famous for the song, I Hear Music in the Air, uh, that has nothing to do with this devotional, but I thought I would say that. My dad would go across the countryside uh, 
countryside singing I hear music in the air I thought I'll just bring that out it has nothing to do with this devotional from Spurgeon at all but allow me to continue but over our head he has held aloft the shield of our defense we have gone through many trials but never to our detriment always to our advantage and the conclusion from our past experience is that he who has been with us in six troubles will not forsake us in the seventh trouble amen amen and amen go ahead Spurgeon what we have known of our faithful God proves that he will keep us to the end let us not then reason contrary to evidence how can we ever be so ungenerous as to doubt our God Lord throw down the Jezebel of our unbelief and let the dogs devour her shall we pray Holy Father God thank you for this magnificent devotional time and devotion from your servant uh, and with your servant Charles Haddon Spurgeon he being dead yet speaketh we give you all of the glory praise and honor help us to never to never forget it in Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake amen and so ladies and gentlemen we move to the family verses what I have dubbed the family verses our family segment where we focus in on and we center our attention on not somebody's book but the book of books the Word of God because we really can't trust many books today regarding marriage and family one of the reasons why we can't trust them is because they all for the most part have produced failure in marriages and families and compromise once you compromise the Word of God whoever it is then your marriage is shot okay so I mean you know uh, I know you don't like that but why can't it be another way why can't it be my way why can't it be this way uh, you know you can do all of that you're wasting your time you can do all of that talking and why this and why that and questioning God see some of you people have never been saved I don't question God I don't believe true saved people question God about his word and they're not willing to uh, compromise on his word people who are truly born again I know of preachers who they may lean a certain way or they may favor the woman's voice in the marriage and family but they can't go all the way with that in their preaching and in their teaching because they are truly born again preachers and they know they cannot violate or compromise the Word of God and so they stick with the Word of God even if it offends family members even if it offends the women in the church they stick with the Word of God 
they do it God's way. I know pastors who they would love to have uh, in their flesh a female preacher who is on the same level as he is but as as a pastor in the church some many men have pardon me have compromised on that uh, but there are some pastors who are truly born again and saved who have not and they will not even though they may want that themselves to keep the peace in the church to ple- to appease their wife to appease their daughters but they won't do it they're not going to do it because they fear God <laughs> <coughs> pardon me I tickle myself sometimes they fear God I, I can't explain it to you this is why you wonder why won't he listen to me why won't this pastor do what I tell him to do all the women will be happy and all the wives and mothers will be have so happy to be in the church and so forth well they're not going to you know they can. They, they will do a lot but they're not going to compromise the word of God Jack I can tell you that they'll be very loving and kind, and they will break it down to you in a very sweet and kind and loving way. <laughs> but uh, back in the prayer closet, uh, sir, ma'am, that's not happening with them. They not they they fear God. God taught them to fear Him. I know these churches are few and far between, but you don't have to worry about them. Anyway. I thought this. I thought yesterday was our last day dealing with the husbands, uh, but uh, it's such a long passage that uh, that I'm sure we can fit in a fourth day, and maybe I'm I may be wrong about the number of days. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Sometimes we have husbands who want the position of a husband or they want a wife but they don't want to do the job of a husband. See your wife is not perfect. Your wife is not uh, a perfect woman when you marry her or uh, and she may not even be a virtuous woman but God has delegated your wife to you for you to pray with her read the Bible to her and with her and uh, instruct her and uh, correct her when she's wrong to help her to be the woman and the wife that uh, God wants her to be for you. And let me tell you something, husband. And, and you're going to get down to the nitty-gritty of the hard work. I said the hard work of prayer and reading the Bible with your wife. And 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 uh, expounding on it with her. And don't be afraid to deal with this passage. 
Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 and 1 Peter chapter 3 and I think it's 1 Timothy chapter 2. Don't be afraid, my beloved gentlemen. And some of you men are too gentle. She doesn't your 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 wife can take a lot, son. Okay? She's not some fragile little Tinkerbell that will fall apart if you tell her no. And you need to help her with that. Now she may have been raised in a weak fashion uh, or whatever. And parents did not teach her or train her as they should have or whatever. Whatever the case, whatever you got, whatever you find out you have, you're going to have to deal with it. And God wants you to stay married and deal with it. And the, the key thing you need to do with your wife, first and foremost, which I think is probably the most pr- powerful prayer union, that between a husband and his wife. And you, uh, I hope that you will do that, start doing that before the children come. Don't be shocked if God does not let the children come until you all learn how to pray and read the Bible. Okay, so I hope that you're hearing that. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Because see, Jesus is working on me. You remember, you remember that song back in the 70s and 80s? He's still working on me. Well, Jesus is working on you. He's the husband of the church, the bride of the church. And he wants you to be uh, the disciple, the disciplined disciple that he wants you to be. And he wants you to pray. He wants you to read the Bible. He wants you to fellowship with him. And he's going to make sure you do all of that. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. See, when I'm talking to saved people, I don't have any problems getting across to what I, uh, to them what I'm saying. It's the only the lost people, because saved people don't have a problem with the word. They don't question God's word. People, it's it's, it's impossible for them to do that. I said it is impossible. Why? Because Jesus is living in them on the inside, man woman. It's not something that we're trying to do. We're not trying to be super spiritual. In our flesh, we don't want to be super spiritual. But but we have a resident inside. Okay? He does not play. He is the husband of the church. And he wants things to go a certain way in your life on an individual basis and collectively as a church. Okay, and in your marriage, and in your family, and and God, I mean, the old folks knew what they were talking about when they said God does not like ugly. Now you can be ugly all you want to; you're not going to be blessed of the Lord. That He might present it to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And that's what you need to do, husband, with your wife. Never let it be said of you. Get your wife. Some pastors, some preachers, some trustees, some deacons, some preachers, some people, their wives are slapped out of control. 
they're out of control because you have not laid the law down with grace in Christ and let her know that we're not we're not doing that letting her know that you cannot carry yourself that way and you cannot be a busybody in other people's matters so don't be bringing a whole bunch of mess home to me and don't be bringing a mess with other people's families shut ye your mouth yes that's right you gotta sometimes tell your wife that if she's uh, doing stuff especially your pastor's wives let me help some of you pastors your wife is not a co-pastor let me say it again your wife is not a co-pastor let me say it again there's no such thing as your wife being a co-pastor uh, all of the smart pastors pretty much get their wives as far as away from the ministry <laughs> as they possibly can she is to be a wife at home to you to comfort you somebody you can unwind with and relax with and have sex with like a wild man you understand me and and and, and take care of all of that and then take care help take care of your children and keep your house clean we don't need to see y'all coming into the pulpit with both of you people having a mic we don't want to hear from your wife we want to hear as the old saints used to say from the man of god and yes and the women want to hear from the man of god as well oh yes they do they don't want to hear from your wife man they already have issues with your wife and problems and women like to keep mess going on with each other it's, uh, and they do it by osmosis they do it by telepathy and all kinds of messes going on up in the air with these women and you don't and what she needs to do is sit down and hold your babies in church and teach the other women how to hold their babies in church and shut down the nursery especially if you got any kind of man up in there you got the men serving in the nursery and I ought to get you and let me go on I'm getting ready to upset my sweet evangelicals and my sweet charismatics <laughs> let me repeat that verse again that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish Show all men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And with that, my dear gentlemen and friends, let's pray for other families and other people. For I, for I have to go and preach right after this, and hopefully you'll be able to join us. Let's pray. Holy Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ,
We praise you and we thank you for this time together. Uh, Lord, bless and burn this time together around your holy word in our hearts and lives. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray for the revival of all Christian marriages and families, for the salvation of all uh, families that don't know your Savior, but help all families to find the truth regarding how marriage and family should be for it to work and be what it should be. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation of the lost, for the, the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, and for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. all around the world and we pray for some by name we pray for the family and friends of Kentucky resident Richard Short we pray for the family and friends of India resident Ajit Bhatti we pray for the family and friends of India resident Amin Khan we pray for the family and friends of New Jersey resident Dennis C. Daniels we pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Michael Rivera. And Holy Father God, we pray now for all people who name the name of Christ. Help us all to truly confess our sins of disobedience to your great commandment and disobedience to your great commission help us to repent of it and to do your will by any means necessary your way and Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and not only that but Lord help us Lord who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and get back to you our first love and Holy Father God we pray for all people who name the name of Christ and uh, we pray uh, rather Lord for all people who are in the ministry of government those who do name the name of Christ revive them again save those who are lost and uh, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who are a problem and save their souls and help them all to do your work and to do your will and Holy Father God so that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives <coughs> And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will protect those who are being persecuted around the globe, protect them from uh, their enemies, their persecutors, grant them your grace, 
for their trying hours and even for their dying hours if necessary. And Lord, uh, help us to get prepared for our day as well of persecution. Now, Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years in the thousands, and we pray for them still, for salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision, uh, blessings upon them, protect them from the coronavirus. plague and other plagues and Lord we thank you for the privilege to pray for them in detail for their needs and today Lord we thank you for the privilege to pray for and with Pastor Bushibi as we praise you for some answered prayers thank you for the soul saved and people healed and delivered at their church meetings Please, God, Robert, on whether to partner with the Rotary Club, Boone, Goma, Kenya. Please bless Melanie's doctor's appointment and heal Timothy completely. Please bless them with a water well. Enable them to register church properties with the government. Deliver them from economic hardships. Bless them with peaceful elections. Bless them with church construction and financial resources for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. Lord, we pray for Pastor John. Please bless the gospel crusade and church leaders' fire conference in Tanzania. Lord, we pray for Paul. Please bless his ministry in Bangladesh. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry. We pray, Lord, for Elinja, Otara, Rebecca, Sibia, and Sasimpaja. We commit these into your hands, these souls into your hands, to do your will and do the same in our lives. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray, Lord, for... Uh, Kofi, Agawoyi, Lillian, Nick, Kwabina, we commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen and amen. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son, to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up 
to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. 
For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you Lord Jesus in the new life for it is in your name I do pray amen now dear friend of mine if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart I declare to you that based upon the Word of God the Holy Bible that I just shared with you you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven welcome to the family of God dear friend I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.